welcome to another episode of Trash, Trash or, or Treasure, the podcast where Kim and Amy bring us spoiler-free recaps, reviews, and recommendations for whatever we read. Amy, what did we read this week? We read Finlay Donovan is Killing It by Ellie Cosimano, which was recommended to us by Barb from Milwaukee. Hey, Barb! Hey, Barb, thank you. This took us a very long time to get out of the library. (laughs) Everyone in Brisbane is reading this book, Barb. Like, I cannot even begin to tell you. Because I think, like, I read it this week, but you read it. I read it, like, six weeks ago. (laughs) And then it took that long for me to get it out of the hold queue. That's right, because I I returned it and then was like, here's one you need to read. And, yes, we had returned to the beginning of the hold queue. (laughs) Alas. We've read it. We've read it. We got there, Bob. We got there. Be patient with us. Are you want to do spoiler free or do you want me to spoiler free? I think I can spoiler free because it'll be a very short spoiler. Yeah, it's well, this is a contemporary mystery. It's sort of like a mystery rom com, like a murder mystery rom com. Kind of, yeah, crime fiction. Much more. So there's a couple, I think there are three books so far in the series. So there is a, it is a series and it's kind of along the vibe of like Stephanie Plum by Janet Ivanovich. If anyone's read that series, we've reviewed it before on the pod. But it's kind of like crime solving, weird, chaosy things kind of happen, and she has multiple guys that she's like, well, I think there are two that she's tossing up between. Yeah. So yeah, it's that kind of thing. It's not sizzle, some humor. Yeah, it's not a romance in the traditional sense where you can expect that part of the plot to be tied up by the end of the book. I guess is the only reason why I would make the distinction. I hate it when I go into books thinking that part of it's going to be sorted. It's that kind of book. And oh, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. what? I was expecting this to be done. What do you mean she's not sure at the end of the book? So I'm just saying, don't go into it expecting it to be that. But and the so, mystery will be resolved. Yeah. So Finlay Donovan is a crime novelist who has pretty serious writer's block and hasn't written anything for a little while. She had a husband and has two kids and she is still living in there house that there was their marital home or whatever he had an affair with a real estate agent and has left her for the real estate agent they are properly divorced like i don't even think that paperwork is happening they've been separated for a while and her husband has been essentially subsidizing her life while she was not you know excuse me her ex-husband sorry her ex-husband has been subsidizing now engaged to the real estate agent correct has been subsidizing her life like you know we he'll pay her electricity because he doesn't want his kids going to her house and having there be no power while they're in her custody kind of situation yeah they have shared custody of the kids and so he's reaching a point where he's kind of like I don't want to pay for you anymore. They had a babysitter that he was like, I don't want to pay for her anymore. So basically her life is coming to a bit of a crisis point where he is pulling the plug on finance and she's like, maybe I need a real job. Like I either need to write this book or I need to find other work. Like at what point do I no longer be a novelist when I haven't written a book in ages? And so she's kind of in this bit of a crisis about that. She goes to see her publisher and basically her agent or a publisher, whoever it is, is like, is like, tell me about the book. Tell me about the book. 
And she's like, well, okay, this is what I'm trying to do, but I'm stuck doing this and blah, blah, blah. And they kind of talk in detail at like a Panera Bread about the plot of her book. So they're in like a public cafe space. Yeah, absolutely. And as she gets up to go, there's a woman sitting next to her who seems like kind of overwrought and keeps looking at her really weird. And and Finlay has a really weird costume, like disguise, an obvious disguise that she wears whenever she's out in public. <laughs> I For reasons I can't really remember. And so basically through that kind of confusion. She wears it because she made a big scene with the oh, fiancé right. in, the, in Panera, the Panera and she's, and she's not banned. allowed. She's been banned. So that's she, what it she is. She has this, like, blonde wig with a scarf that she always lives in a handbag. And it actually took me, like, half the book to realise what the heck a wig scarf was. I was like, why did she just call it a scarf? I was like... (laughs) It has oh, hair it has coming a out of wig it. attached to it. Anyway, so um, <laughs> that's right. Thank you. And so basically when she gets up to go, this woman, the woman sitting next to her from the Panera Bread has left, like, in her handbag or next to her plate, something like that, has left her a note in that is like 50,000 and it's like her name and her number. And when she rings, the woman's like has mistaken her for a, a contract killer. Yeah, and it's the name of her, the woman's husband and yes. $50,000 cash. And so she's like, I will pay you $50,000 to kill him. And basically then it's about Finlay being like, well, do I kill this guy for $50,000? That seems insane. Anything beyond that is hardcore spoilers. Absolutely, yeah. So that's kind of the setup and then shenanigans ensue. The end. <laughs> I'm so glad you used the phrase shenanigans. Shenanigans. It gives me great pleasure to say that. Yeah. Because it's a bit of a farce, isn't it? Well, um, we use it a lot. In a lot of the books, we're like, and then shenanigans. Shenanigans ensue. So this is a shenanigany book. So, Amy. Yeah. What did you think of Finlay Finlay Donovan is killing it? Tell me. I want your opinions. I think... We're going to have two different opinions on this book. This well, is my prediction. I didn't ask you what you thought I thought. I know. I, can't I asked write. you what, what you thought. I thought. I thought. I thought the premise was really fun, and it also happened so quickly that I was able to go along on the disbelief suspension ride. Sure. I was worried it would be quite similar to Stephanie Plum, but it was a bit different because of the you know she's an assassin and she's slightly more competent at times. I felt. Finlay Donovan is more competent yeah. than Stephanie Plum. Yeah. Wow. That's because, a big call. But here's the thing. I've only read one of these and I've read like yeah, 17 Stephanie true. Plums where she we, keeps making exactly yeah, the same right. mistake. That is so true. We're so, like, learn, like, poop or get off the pot, Stephanie. What yeah, are you doing? Yeah, it's fair. Finlay's still on the pot. I think that it needed a bit more explaining. Like, one thing I struggled with at the beginning was why didn't she just go and get some sort of job? That wasn't clear enough for me at the beginning. It did become clear later on that she was like, no, this is what, and how she talked about how her parents felt and they're like, oh, it's lovely, you know, do that. You know, you've got a husband, it's okay, do that. But that took for about two-thirds of the novel and the tension at the beginning, which was she was like, I need money. Get a a shift in a fast food restaurant or something. That needed to be a little bit more And I think it could have been explained earlier. Yeah. So there were some things. There was no real reason to have to have left all of that for the end. There were some things that needed 
to happen a bit more in the setup for me. But once it got going, I really enjoyed it. There were, so some of the things that needed to happen in the beginning, I think we were meant to be, oh, the reason she's in this situation and has this sort of like writer's block is it's the divorce stress, it's the single parenting of the two-year-old and the four-year-old and the sudden lack of babysitter and that's why she's a bit of this hot mess. But for the first few chapters it came across as being just like super flaky. Yeah. And that was a bit like, oh, I don't know if I can be on board you, Finlay. And then I also at the beginning needed some moments for her to love her to show that she actually loved her kids because part of the tension in the story is she needs the money. The stakes are really high because Stephen, the ex-husband, is like, I am going to claim, I'm going to I'm going for full full custody custody, and I know that you can't fight that because you can't even afford a lawyer and you are flaky and I'm going to prove that. So she's like, I've got to prove that I can actually pay my electric bill and look after my kids. But for the first few chapters, she's just so, there's such an inconvenience to her. There's she, it takes maybe about half the book for me to go, there's the moment where it wasn't just that, no, I want them because he can't have them. Because he cheated. It seemed to be at the beginning more of a possession thing. So I was like, oh, are they just there to raise the stakes and add comedy as opposed to add character depth? But things did happen, you know, I was like, no, I'm just just committing to the ride here. And it did, like, you could see that she did like her kids, well, love her kids, whatever. The relationship was a bit more there later on. There was this one moment. She kept carrying around the assassination notice yeah. that said Harris Mickler, $50,000 cash and the yeah. number of the woman in her purse and worrying about having it in her purse. And I was like, just take it out of your purse. Just destroy the piece of paper. Yeah. <laughs> really irritated me in those first yeah. five chapters why she wouldn't just do something with the piece of paper. But the moment that I was like, you know what? So overall, I actually did quite enjoy the book. Yeah. The point where I was like, yeah, okay, I'm having a good time was when Vero arrived. So there's a, a sort of secondary supporting character yeah. that appears later on. And when she appears, yeah. I was like, okay, it was sort of like the gears clicked into motion and it started to be less Finlay faffing and being flaky and more the wheels on the plot I feel like Vero existed to solve the children problem, though. She did. And but I felt like that could made... have solved the children problem by just not giving her character children. Yeah, true. Mm. True. Vero was needed for you had the to have... stakes, those stakes. Well, because, yeah, anyway, all right. Yeah. Well, I feel like um, if I go into any more detail, it's just my review at this point. So I want to hear the rest of your thoughts. I thought it did, however, lose a bit of focus in the sizzle of the love interests, like when they sort of appeared. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh, we're just focusing on sizzle and go back to the main story. Yeah. And I didn't really like the ending in terms of her romantic choices. Sure. But I thought at the end of it I was like, you know what, I'd actually probably read another in the series provided I can be assured it isn't an endless Love triangle, like in Stephanie Plum, and provided is, she's less crap. I think it is like not a ongoing. Like I don't think the love triangle situation has been solved yet. Yeah, that's and I gonna think it's, that would annoy me because the things that I I could see the potential for were that you know she might actually grow and and refine yeah. as a human, and that maybe I'd like some strings tied. But I thought I had quite a fun time reading it. I read it when I was sick and there were some moments that 
made me laugh once it was going and I thought I did I did like that premise like what if you were mistaken you're just a yeah. really ordinary yep. not massively spectacular person what what if and I yeah. thought that was a really fun premise to launch from what about you so would you recommend people read it I think so yeah cute so I couldn't move past the fact that I didn't like Finlay and that there's there is chasing your dreams at all costs and there is wallowing when bad things happen to you and that's fine but I think she took it a bit too far for me to feel like like it reached a point where I couldn't be like oh it's just all these funny quirky things happening to her because it wasn't just her. Like, she had responsibility for these two tiny humans. Oh, like the sense of the suspension of disbelief for you was compromised by the I fact that really, she had tiny humans. And I could never forget that. I think, <coughs> yeah. And I think with Vero, when, when that secondary character comes in, I think that was so that we could start forgetting about the kids. But for me, and I know that that's, that's my personal bias because I have kids and blah, blah, blah. But I just don't even know how anyone reads this and forgets she has children. She's really irresponsible. And, like, I just taking such massive irresponsible risks and yet we're supposed to believe that the husband who cheated is the problem? Part of me was, like, not as in absolutely no part of me was, like, you brought the cheating on yourself because it's not no. archaic <laughs> times. But part of me was, like, yeah, he's... He's a scoundrel and an awful person. But she was making choices that were far more dangerous, far more destructive, and, like, far more kind of alarm bell ringing in terms of being a parent. And when it comes down to her being like, I just want to keep the kids, that's really important, I get it. Partially that will be because she loves her children. Partially it's going to be because she hates the husband. Yeah, And no matter who you are, like no matter how much you love them, it's gonna be it's gonna be a bit of both. It always is gonna be a bit of both when you've had such a negative, awful separation like she mm. did. I struggled, even though he is a cheating jerk hole. I struggled to feel like if I was the judge in charge of that decision, there's no way I would appoint the kids to her. There's no way that I would think that was the right place for those children to grow up like see i think they sort of try and address that towards the end as the plot rolls out yeah where you learn more about her yeah and the backstory and that kind of thing for me that came for me that came so late Mm. and also i think but my parents but i was raised only goes so far and if you want me to read a story about someone who is in their early 20s and it's and they make really stupid rash irresponsible decisions and then throughout the book we learn that actually those decisions are based on these things that happened to them growing up or these things that their parents said or did or whatever Mm. i don't know by the time you get into like your mid-30s with a couple of kids i don't know how much you can still blame on like parents that, upbringing you know as I opposed mean? to yeah the culmination of your I own just, life choices exactly like you yeah. reach a point where you're like okay but you've had enough time to reflect on that and choose some choices were you looking for realism in a shenanigans ensue novel 
I think my problem was irresponsible shenanigans are something I believe, and again, horrible stickler of a human, and please, like, don't attack me or whatever. Like, I don't need emails about it. I think you have to give it up when you choose to be a parent. I think there's a little bit of... I am a more responsible person today than I was. And I couldn't, if she had not had kids, everything's the same. They, the divorce still happened, all of the yeah. above, blah, blah, blah. The whole plot is the same, but they never had children. I think I would have really enjoyed this book, but I couldn't forget and I couldn't forgive and I couldn't excuse her behavior because it's not funny and it's not silly. She has a two-year-old baby. Get it together. I think... Emotiveness aside, I think that, yeah, it, it would have been stronger. I think it would have been a better kids. novel without the kids. But I can also sort of see why, if you were a novelist going, oh, how do I raise the stakes? And I've also, give it- and also, how do I make this not just like every other, you know, yeah. scatterbrain, hot mess woman in her early 30s hasn't She's got, got it figured out yet. A complication. Yes. What is a complication that makes her more interesting? So that she can go, this, you know, hot guy she meets, he goes, hi. And she's like, I've got kids. Do you want to make out in the back of my minivan? Like, so it just seemed like everything she was and everything she was doing was in such severe juxtaposition. I felt like it just ignored the responsibility of being a parent. And I was like, I don't I don't like things that take lightly the responsibility of being a parent. It sucks. It's hard work. It takes forever. Blah, 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 blah. I just really felt like I could not have been Finlay's friend. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I feel like... I, I think it would like, have been yeah. a bit perilous to be Finlay's friend. Well, that's also true. I know. And I think this is probably just a big deal breaker for me as a person. Do you it's know what like I mean? Me like reading Leanne Moriarty novels and being like, it's too many mothers in a kitchen. At a barbecue talking about things I don't care about. So and they're I'm boring. like, actually, like I said, I can totally get it doesn't shock me that you liked this book. It also doesn't shock me that Barb like this book. It doesn't shock me that everyone in Brisbane's reading it and that it's being like that you have to wait six weeks to get it off yeah, holds it's at the fun, library. But I get how people yeah. find it fun. It's just it's like but I it's hear, like I hear times, what you're saying. Though. Yeah, I, I'll go yeah. Down. And it's like those times we read books and I'm like, I couldn't get past that like little mini assault that happened and then they just ignored it. Whereas you are kind of the perfect reader and we're like, I assumed we were supposed to stop thinking about it. So I did. <laughs> And I can't, I can't stop thinking about it. And I'm like, if you don't want me to be constantly thinking about who is looking after her two-year-old and when was the last time they got fed, she comes in too late. (laughs) By the time Vero arrived, the irresponsibility is. I was out. I was like, this is you're awful. Thank God for Vero. How long till the custody hearing? Like, let's get that sorted. She's got Georgia, the police officer, older sister. So, you know, there's something. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, so, no, I struggled with this book. I would not recommend it. I can very much see the value in it. And I can see it was well written and all of those kind of things. And the shenanigans were what shenanigans are. But I would forgive. I just would have forgiven more. And so I prefer, even with all of her, we're on to, like, Stephanie Plum 372 and we're still going around and round in the same, like, little park. 
Yeah. Even with that, I forgive so much more with Stephanie because it's she just has herself. Her and her hamster. It's her and her hamster and that's it. And I just felt like, yeah, this... You just can't be in charge of other people's little lives and be so wrapped up in a parental raising Is this situation. Like, so this of. would be the thing where I was like, I didn't feel that she loved them enough. Like, why was she fighting so much to keep them at the beginning? Would be yes. like, you're, you're like, that's irresponsible. Yeah. I'm yeah, just okay. like, and well, also it's like, he's right there. Is he great? No. Is the woman he's going to marry great? No. But you are such a hot mess. You would rather they, what, stay with you and live in a house with no electricity on, in a drive and being driven around in a car that's falling apart because you won't go and get a job. It and that's yeah. and the other thing is, I know that there were like extenuating circumstances that get explained at the very end of the book, almost like the author got to the end and was like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> why didn't she just go and work at a grocery store?" I didn't feel like being a hit person was her only option here. Yeah, I agree. And so I'm like, getting involved with crime is not your only option. She does and you try have and not be involved in it. Oh, she does try and get of. herself out of it. Well, read the book and you Very find out. kind of, everyone. <laughs> like, just not would have stopped. Do you know what I mean? Like, just not. Or, you know, just have got a job. Anyway. And then it wouldn't have been the problem in no. the Panera with the agent. Exactly. So well, anyway, that's but what well, I look, thought. I enjoyed it. I would it not recommend, I would recommend it. it. I found it. <laughs> we said that at the same time. I know, which I, I think, appreciate. I think our listeners have worked out what our stances are on Finlay Donovan. We haven't had a big disagreement for a while. No, I know. It's nice. Refreshing. Oh, that's oh. something different and unusual for us. Oh. At any rate, so I do not treasure it. We'll never read it again. And I might. I shall not read another Finlay Donovan. Read the other ones and tell me. Yeah, I think I will because I was like, hmm. Hmm. she said. I, but what I don't know, though, is if I'll, like, I didn't skim this. I properly read it. Whether I'll get them and I'll go and yeah. just check. Or if I'll be like, yeah, I will actually sit down and read it. I'm not sure about that. All but, right, well, keep us posted. Yes. So that's all we have time for. Thank you so much for spending some of your time with us once again. Join us next week. We'll bring you more spoiler-free recaps, reviews, and recommendations for whatever we read. But until then, happy reading! And just a quick reminder here at the end of the podcast that we would love to hear from you. We want your recommendations. The good, the bad, the interesting, doesn't matter. Please reach out. Send us an email at trashortreasurepodcast at outlook.com. Or we are also available at the world's most awkward Twitter handle, which Amy has to tell you about. Listen to our Twitter handle. It's the greatest. It's at or underscore treasure. Doesn't that just roll off the tongue? (laughs) And with those encouraging words, tweet or email us. We love to hear from you. Happy reading. Cheers.